Welcome to the Provo Kid podcast, everybody. It is me, Provo Kid, and that was Hollow Hill, a local band out of Utah, Provo, Utah, and super stoked to to let it, to let everybody know. Hey, if uh, God willing, all goes well, having a podcast with uh, with a couple members of that band. So super stoked. You're wondering why I have all these chairs behind me and uh, Hollow Hill. That's why. Um, so, so excited for that. So if you have any questions or if anybody, uh, would like to ask them any questions, uh, go ahead and submit, uh, this is going to be, you're going to have almost no time to do this. Uh, only the real OGs will, uh, 
the real Provo OGs will get a question in, in time. But maybe I'll post something on my story. Either way, um, if you are listening to this during the day, which is Monday, May uh, 23rd, 2022. So this is the 22nd of May, 2022. Wow, what a cool date. No wonder I'm podcasting, dude, making some art on this special day. This hoodie, uh, no ads in this podcast. This hoodie is Jay Hudson tie-dye. He was recently in a tie-dye competition called Tie-Dye Legends. I wish him all the best of luck. Uh, good luck, Jay Hudson. Hope you kill it. Um, what else do we need to get? Uh, what do they call this? The housekeeping. Um, there's, let me say this about podcasting. There's this inevitability of modeling podcasting, right? So if you look at, well, just in general, when people do anything, they model, right? Like, how do you do it? Well, you typically just try to do what other people have done. So this podcast and everything I, I've done so far is me modeling, in some regards, other podcasts I've seen. But I do some things differently, and uh, and that's the nice thing about this podcast, I would say. Um, and the crazy thing is, now that this podcast is underway and just full steam ahead, where I, you know, I'm mixing it up, my... My ideal podcast that reflects me is Theo Vaughn's podcast, right? He's a solo podcaster through and through. Um, and Bill Burr used to be like this, except Bill Burr started to have his wife on. And, you know, it's just like, uh, that wasn't for me. As soon as I started, he started to include her, I'm like, that's not a guest. That's like, I don't want to listen to that conversation. You know what I mean? And nothing against Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr and his wife, his lovely wife. I think her name's Nina. Um, but it's like I already talk. Like most of my conversations are with my wife, so I don't want to listen to a podcast personally uh, where it's like another hour of that. Um, so my interviews are like Theo Vaughn's. If you check him out. Hopefully with uh, just different people I find of interest and uh, local legends. And I want to represent Utah, typically Provo. So I have a preference towards that. So I also uh, might have the Provo Shaman, um, which his name is Lord Taylorfield. So give him a shout out. Follow on Instagram. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast. Me and him. Honestly, when I found Lord Taylorfield, I found someone who I thought, you know what? I feel bad calling myself the Provo Kid. Because Lord Taylorfield, uh, if you don't know who that is, go find him on Instagram. Lord Taylorfield, he's the Provo Shaman. He is the true Provo Kid. And although I am Provo Kid, he is an honorary Provo Kid. Uh, I don't know how else to put it, but Lord Taylorfield is, in my opinion... Uh, just inspirational as far as podcasting. He also has a podcast called Provo Exposed. But his artistic uh, ability and inclination is, I would say, it needs to be studied typically by an expert. Uh, someone with his creative creativity levels, you just don't see him too often. You really don't. So who am I talking about? Lord Taylorfield. Just go to my Instagram. Uh, you can find him uh, and my followers, I would assume. Or just search him whatever he's the provo shaman so just super stoked i got a couple pot what i'm what am i talking about i'm talking about my guests i got lined up for this week this week provo kid is taking off and uh i'm not stopping like people thought when i made this podcast like oh that's cute because if you go back to the first podcast i made and just the studio the setup the mic the no mic the whatever it was right and to see where the studio is now, the mic is now, like, your boy, congratulations, I graduated. You know what I mean? Again. Uh, but this time I'm giving myself my own diplomas. And uh, it just feels really cool to kind of level up and advance and keep advancing uh, in ways that I want. So, you know, if you're interested, and I thought about this because initially it was like, Provo Kid is a solo podcast, for sure. And so is Theo Vaughn's podcast. It's it's just called This Past Weekend. And he actually has people call in, and I thought about that. Should I have like a should I just rip Theo Vaughn completely off? And I said, no, I'm not gonna do the whole call in. And I just would like to include the community aspect that Theo Vaughn has in the sense of like he interviews uh, people he finds interesting. Not anybody else. Like Theo Vaughn has some guests on his podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? Raising Kane's uh, founder what 
Or, like, what's going on? Why'd you pick him? He had some, like, animal guy. Like, uh, he's just all over the place with his guests. And I think because Theo Vaughn picks him, right? So that's my whole thing, right? Um, if you'd like to be on the Provo Kid podcast, I'm all, all ears. I'm, I'm open. Um, but typically, uh, if you're talking in-studio stuff, it's going to be locals only. And I thought about this. Am I a native? And this is an interesting interesting question like i i think at what what point we need to change the term for native american first of all because how long does it take to become a native american how like how how many decades centuries does your family need to be here uh for you to be native or are you never going to be native and what does that mean like isn't that kind of racist isn't it racist of the native americans to say you'll never be native Imagine if, like, other Americans, wait, they do say that. But I'm just saying, like, isn't it weird? Like, what? why can't we all be Native Americans? I don't know, man. Uh, I just thought I was, I was weird because I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'd like to. The, the, the word is cool, native, like a local. You're a native. And I'm like, why can't I be a native Utahn? I'm like, ah, oh, man, there's so many. And there really aren't a lot of people who can intellectually have a conversation and tell me why I shouldn't have that. Most of the people who on the left, and I swear to God, this is true. And it's true on the right too. Let's just be honest. Nobody in any party is immune from this. And what it's called is just being batshit crazy, right? Like, oh man, you're just getting people who are batshit crazy will say, dude, you can never use the word native. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, maybe I am Native American. Not in the sense where, like, I'm not indigenous, uh, like, to America, in my bloodline, I don't know, I haven't done Ancestry 21, who knows, dude, who fucking knows, all I know, not likely, I think I'm like a fresh off the boat European about two or three or four hundred years ago kind of product, right, like, I'm the product of four hundred years, not four hundred years, Probably two or three, man. I don't know, man. I really don't know. When people talk about culture, it's like white people don't have culture. I've heard that. White people don't have culture. It's like, well, what about tap dancing? You know what I mean? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, of course we got culture. Um, but sometimes I don't even know about my own culture or like family. But I was just thinking like, all right, maybe they won't let me call myself Native American. What about my child though? Right? Like another generation? you know, secured their footstep in this country, trying to make it better? Uh, can they be called Native American? I hope so. Eventually, one day, I hope we're all Native Americans. And I thought about this. People are against New World Order, most conspiracy theorists, right? And I thought this. You know what? I would be totally for a one-world government. And people are like, holy shit, Provo Kid's a shill. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, hold on, guys. Get ready for this. I actually have been thinking through this. I kind of am for a one world government if the one world government's America and then we just say things like um, we break things down. So we make let me let me break this down. Countries become states. Right. And then within the United States, uh, those become counties. So we kind of just like alter the structured system. But as long as America is running the world uh, and everybody's American, it seems like equal treatment. Right. Um, and that seems the most fair. If we just start calling the whole world America, um, I'd really think most people might go along with that. You know what I mean? And you could be the county of France. You could be the county of Portugal. Nobody really gives a fuck. Let's just pretend uh, America won the next world war. So we don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Let's skip it and just think rationally and logically about this, people. Nobody wants to die and I recently heard through the grapevine that I have, and this sounds crazy, I have not in my family, I'm already giving away too much details, but it's close. Let's just say it is my family. I'm one or two phone calls away from a family member who's went and volunteered in Ukraine. Oh, why'd you do it, dude? I don't even know why I brought that up. Is this too personal? It's like, Provo Kid, Provo Kid. That's family stuff. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about... And I'm completely against that, personally. And this person who went and volunteered in Ukraine does not know me at all. And if they did, I'd be like, shocked. Like, fuck, how'd you hear about me? Um, 
But anyways, they got a fucking... They got pictures of, them, of themselves, like, in Ukraine, like, behind a machine gun and shit. And it's... People who think that it's weird, like it's obviously a banker's war, right? Forty billion just got sent there. It's a banker's war. It's a money laundering scheme. Um, it's so wrong this war and the fact that people support it, right? In reality, let's just look at the situation of what is Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine and Russia, without support, Ukraine is an ant and Russia is a boot. And normally what would typically happen in society is the ant gets stepped on. But we live in a safe space world where everybody thinks Ukraine needs a safe space. But throughout history, and in fact throughout humanity, the rule of law is I have force, I'll take it from you. That's about that's about it. I don't know how else to put it. And the other rule is if you try to do that to me, and you can't, I might poke your eye out, hurt you, something like that. That's America and the revolution, right? Where people fight back. And here's my point. The the support that's been given to Ukraine is unrealistic. The idea that unanimously all the Americans think we should send $40 billion to Ukraine is asinine. It's insane. Um, it's one of the dumbest things happening in our country. And there's there's bill after bill that gets passed where I'm like, oh, it's pretty obvious that these politicians are not voting based on any of their constituents' concerns. It's just a fact, right? It is an absolute fact. Of, like, no American wanted 40... If you asked an American who said, you, you presented him this, hey, here's $40 billion. We can take that $40 billion and we could fix Flint. We could fix San Francisco, Seattle... And the whole West Coast homeless problem. Or we can give that to Ukraine to kill Russians. Now, I, I'm almost certain in my belief, Americans would unanimously support a bill that supported other Americans. But somehow, Americans keep getting fooled by the R's and the D's that they, like, it, I swear to God, I swear to God, if you're someone who actually believes in the political system, you're fucking stupid. You're one of the dumbest fucking people around. I don't care what degree you have. I don't care how smart you think you are. You're fucking dumb. And to prove my point, that's the $40 billion point. My point is $40 billion, right? The politicians don't act up on the Americans' thoughts. And they might say, well, they don't act on your thoughts. Fuck you, dude. And fuck anybody who really thinks... Their political party is interested in making America better, whether it's Republican or Democrat, or making the lives of Americans better. It's just not real. It's so unrealistic that it, it hurts. It hurts to understand that there are very, quote unquote, intelligent people who are so blinded by their own stupidity. And right, so. How do you get past that? You know how I got past being blinded by my own stupidity? Just admitting to myself, hey, I'm fucking dumb. Maybe I don't know anything. Let me start asking all the questions. And when you realize like, uh, oh, you know what? I'm done. And I'm, I'm done because I trusted all these other people and I really didn't think for myself. And the reason I trusted all these other people was because I was conditioned and programmed for 12 years in public school, right? Six years old till I was 18. And then I got conditioned for seven more years in college. So I was just told to trust, 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 obey authority, obey authority. And then you realize every other American goes through that bullshit, right? Goes through the ringer of being conditioned to authority. And a lot of people just don't know how to ask questions. Uh, but I was born with a gifted life. I met uh, and was raised by uh, a lawyer and a doctor, right? Doctor. Not a medical doctor, but a doctor nonetheless. That you would say a psychologist. And when you're raised by people who are giving the, the cloak of authority through an academic paper and also through their careers, you realize... Uh, a couple of things, and I've talked about this previously, but people who have titles don't know everything. And then you also hear stories these people tell about um, basically that um, 
you know who gets divorced? That's my my family's specialty in, in Utah County, if anybody's wondering. Everybody. Everybody gets divorced. You know what I mean? Like, so what's my point with that, Provo Kid? It doesn't matter if you're a lawyer. It doesn't matter if you're a PhD. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It does not mean you know how to have a healthy, happy relationship with your family, right? And that's the crazy thing is when you realize that there's politicians. Like, think about Bill Gates. Can't keep his household together, but he wants to tell you how to keep your kids healthy. That's my fucking problem, right? And that's the issue. There's people who don't even know how to keep their families together, right? And they're telling you how to run your family. Oh, good sirs, good sirs. There's a privilege, they might say, on the left. And there's a blessing, they might say, on the right from being heavily involved in uh, divorce. And I'm not involved in the typical ways most people have been. Uh, I'm married. Provo girl is a divorce attorney, right? Whoa, Bravo kid. And my mother is a divorce attorney. Whoa, Bravo kid. That's about 30, 40, I don't know how many combined years of divorces, but just a lot of experience and that I've been around where I just have to realize that, you know what? In order for people to have the best life sometimes, they go to a business and they have to or it's the justice system and seek remediation and separate themselves. And all these people who do that are just like everybody else. They're doctors and they're lawyers. I made my point quite quite clear on that. And so when you realize that Bill Gates, Epstein, George Bush, like some of these people are like, how are you still together? You're only like uh, Bill Clinton, for example, and Hillary Clinton. They're only together because they've already admitted their marriage was arranged for political power. And then it's interesting when you have couples like that, like, oh, you didn't get divorced because the marriage is worth more than anything. You you, you know what I mean? Like you just, uh, it's a power couple. Like the Clintons are a power couple. Separated, they're weak. Together, they're strong. And uh, that's just funny to think about them in that capacity. The fucking Clintons, dude. Can you believe that? And when people talk about dynasties in America, it's weird. Because we look back at Egypt and like, oh, look at these successions of family leaders. And we have the Bushes, right? We have the Clintons, right? And who else do we have? I mean, we have all sorts of... We have that replicated through each state in America. So here in Utah, like there's certain names that just keep you keep seeing in politics. It's like Smith, Young... Nelson, I mean, there's just a ton of them. So, welcome to the Provo Kid Podcast. It's really a shit show most of the times, because uh, it's just me talking uh, to myself by myself. It's a good podcast, though, nonetheless. I would say, nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, what should we talk about now? Um, yeah, I could keep talking about how crazy it is that smart people are so... Well, let me finish that circle of conversation. Uh, the frustration I was kind of bringing up just... Uh, here, here's where it comes from. That most people obey authority. They don't know how to question a doctor. They don't know how to question a lawyer. They don't know how to question anybody, right? Because they've been conditioned to obey authority. So when you think about most people, how long have most people been listening to their own thoughts and feelings and desires and concerns? And the reason most people find themselves working at f- like any business from Foot Locker to uh, Chase Bank, uh, it's because uh, they were kind of, in my opinion, conditioned to go work for these places like you're needed. Like this idea that, and I understand it because I think the human overall desire to be tribal and contribute to community is taken advantage like that psychological aspect uh, in every single one of us right who wants to be in a community support a community and help a community right and uh, that is taken advantage through and through in america by corporations the government and they abuse so many people who are you know just i guess it's like they, they don't know how to separate that part of the, I'd call it a reptilian part of their brain. The reptilian part of the brain where it just like the humans and 
need community. And like you do, right? You do need community. But you don't need the community and the life that is propagandized to you for most of your life. But to even understand that, good luck. It's like you don't know what you don't know. Um, so fuck, bro. 25 minutes in. What a podcast. And if I think about these things, when I first started podcasting, um, it's like, I, what's the point of doing it for an hour? Like, why don't you podcast for a half hour for 40 minutes? Or it's, it's simply, I think, conditioning myself for a certain output, right? And what's funny is, um, even further, let me explain that. In order to get to an hour of a podcast, I actually did a lot of streaming uh, that was way longer than an hour. And what do I mean by streaming? I guess I was playing video games. And I was just practicing, practicing. And I got to the point where I could stream or talk to myself without really podcasting for an hour. And you just build up this muscle. And I think if you settle for like 20-minute episodes, half-hour episodes, 40-minute episodes... You just like, what's the point? You know what I mean? You just like, I don't know. It needs to be something concrete. It needs to be habitual, at least for me. If you want to make a podcast that's just different hours and different times, feel fucking free. It really doesn't matter. I mean, the more more, more people should be podcasting. More people should be sharing their thoughts and opinions. One thing I've realized throughout uh, the whole podcasting experience I've been, been on is that it's it's surprising. Um, so conversational skill. What is that? How? What does it take to have a conversation with people? And it takes quite a bit. Um, and what does it take to have a conversation with yourself? Uh, well, it takes quite a bit as well. I think it's a dance. And most people, I feel as though that um, you learn how to have conversations through situations you've been in life. And um, depending on those situations, you really learn how to have a conversation or not. And I recently was in a comment section, discussion, battle, whatever. Catch me in the comment. This is the catch me in the comment section. Sheesh. And, um, fuck man. I was, uh, talking to just a couple people who, uh, just were shitting on. It's the whole, like the, if you don't know, there's a podcast battles going on in the comedy podcast world, which I've already given my two cents on. It's nuts, man. Um, I think it's also organized. I think it's gorilla. Here's what I think it is. No, if not entirely gorilla style marketing. So a way to get traffic and numbers might be very unpleasant, right? So think about this and I'm not saying this is what's happening, but this is my conspiracy. This is the conspiracy part of the section. So, the number one way to gain traction on your page is actually, like, if you're a nice person, like, oh, love and kindness, love and kindness, you're not going to get a lot of traffic. But if you engage in content that is disruptive, that's why, you know, the alt-left and the far-right or whatever are seen for what they're seeing because that's what gets attention. Um. Fuck, man. I lost my train of thought, dude. I, fuck, bro. I'm feeling good. I was talking about some shit, dude, and I totally gave up caring about it. And that's part of this podcast, too, is like sometimes I realize like, man, fuck talking about that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. And it's, this show really is what I want to talk about and what I want to be about, dude. It's not, there there are no ads. It is my thought process, open wide and there to view. And I'd like to give, you know, perhaps some insight on cultural or conspiracy topics and stuff like that. But I will say this, dude. The Provo Kid is not stopping. And he's just growing and growing and growing. And it's been really fun to make this content. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's I'm not really too concerned about who listens, how many listeners. Um, it's and I wish everybody got this. I, I heard somebody talking about their podcast, about how many viewers. And it's like, dude, just f- who fucking cares how many viewers you have? You know what I mean? Like, oh, bro, it's not. I wish I could. Get, 
anybody who makes art, if you do something because you want to do it, it doesn't matter who looks at it, right? Like I, this podcast, whatever I do, it's because I want to do it, right? It's not because I, I want, and some people want to get somewhere, right? Because they're in a situation and they want to get out, right? Um, and I understand that. And sometimes I, people who try to get into podcasting as like a boat, like, oh, this is going to be my career. No, like it, careers or jobs are so unpleasant if you don't want to do it, right? And so my point with this is like, you look at most podcasters, they do it like a job, but like most podcasters have other jobs. Like, uh, for example, comedy. Comedians are getting paid to do stand-up comedy. So then they find one hour, they do one hour a day or a week, excuse me. uh, And then they make a podcast. They might hang out with their friends and make a podcast. But for the most part, uh, they're doing it for fun because it is fun and yeah, it did provide most people like them a revenue, but if you're just trying to podcast to make a business or things like that, I think it's going to be very difficult unless you invest a lot into yourself and how to create a structured and professional thing. Everything I'm doing, everything this is, is for fun. It's because I want to do it. And again, I don't know how much, how many, if you're a woman who listens to this for whatever reason, and you mean a male who has free time, right? What do they do with that? Do they play video games? Do they make fly fishing? Do they go fishing? Do they golf? Do they like, what do the people like, or not even men, but like relationships? You could be anybody. How about that? Uh, fully inclusive. Your significant other. When they have one or two or three hours in their free time, like what are they creating um, or doing? And this is for me that, and it's just for fun. But other people, it's like, hey, if this doesn't work out, I don't know what I want, what I'm gonna do with my life. And if you if if you're in a situation like that, making podcasts, man, that's tough. Because uh, why are you doing that? Why like, I mean, it's not for everyone, um, and it should be for fun because that's really what podcasting is. It is just something fun to do with your time. Uh, For me, it's just really just an exercise in my ability to speak out loud, Um, which I, you know, I find fun. It's, here's why. Most people, I don't have a soapbox. And I found out in London, they have like a speaker's corner. It's like, there's not even that in my city. If I go out and stand on the corner and start talking for an hour, people think I'm crazy. And I think I'm crazy. I'm like, ah, man, this is this is crazy. Why am I yelling? And this is basically what I'm doing right now on Twitch and YouTube, but it's different because I'm relaxed. Um, and I'm sitting in my chair, chilling, making a podcast and talking about other people who make podcasts. And all I'm, all I'm saying is tr- I'd like to be encouraging. If you do anything, do it because you want to do it and it's fun. And you'll get to where I am. And if you look at where I started, it's fucking amazing. I like, I'd like to think so. Like this, and a lot of people don't know this, um, but it took a long time to even build confidence. You see the outside, the material things, right? This, all, all these studio things, I, I got at Savers. I don't know if you have a Savers in your area. Or like this is a DI. Like everything in here, you see, there is nothing on these walls. Uh, the only thing that came from a store were like the boom sticks and the mics and the com- and the computer. But aside from that, like desks, whatever, hey, thrift, okay? Thrift the fuck out of everything. Um, and you can get anywhere. And I got these three chairs for $15. What? You got three chairs for $15? You bet, dude. You bet. How much was this desk? This desk cost fifteen dollars. <laughs> Those fuckers. I'm like, wait. So the desk is fifteen dollars, and the three chairs are fifteen dollars. Like, yeah. Like, whatever, dude. I think the desk should be ten, but it is made out of wood. But it has scrapes and scrap. But it's at Savers, so of course it's all fucked. Um, but it doesn't matter. The chairs are nice. The chairs are from a church. You know, I already mentioned this. You know when something's from a church because. Uh, the studio just smelled like a church and I had people coming in, you know, because it's a podcast studio. You guys don't know this, but uh, 
here at Spotify's podcast studio, it's a lot of people making content. So I'd, I've had lots of people coming in making compliments about this studio, and it's just pretty nice. Um, and this this mouse pad here, uh, got at a new store I found. It's actually where I buy most of my tie dye thrift, um, which is always thrifted. But this mouse pad was for ten dollars, right? And look how nice it is. It goes all the way there. Um, so my whole point is like, if you're making stuff, you're doing stuff. Um, you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of things. That painting on the back, thrift store, actually antique store. Same thing to me. Yeah, what is the difference between a thrift store and an, an antique store? Is it like you? They're all kind of thrift, right? Antique store, they just price it up. Um, I guess. Yeah, what is that? They're the same thing, aren't they? A, a thrift store, an antique store, it's like you're a water park and you're a water park, but you call yourself something different. I don't know where I was going with that one. I fucked it up. Fumbled. And he was going across the line and he fumbled the topical conversation and looks like a fucking idiot. What's next? And it's interesting. I was talking about catching me in the comments of these people hating on podcasts. And it's interesting. I can't imagine, right, someone listening to me and be like, this kid's a fucking idiot. Oh, man, I hate this fucking guy. I can't wait till, till he's done talking. I'm going to run to his Instagram and tell him how fucking dumb he is. It's like, what's going on in the world where people actively engage in content they don't like? And then, huh, imagine, imagine shooting your, like, Imagine this. This sounds bad. Imagine getting a knife, dropping it on your foot, calling the company and saying, your knife hurt me. It's like, what? No, your stupidity hurt you, sir. You don't have to do that. You don't have to watch these people. You don't have to listen to these people. And even when you do, you then don't have to exacerbate your emotional state by going online and attacking these people. It's insane. And sometimes that's why I think it's bots. Because uh, the level of insanity in some people. And then one thing I've learned is to not underestimate the stupidity. These Mad Max marauders above me. Uh, do not underestimate the stupidity of the masses, bro. Oh, high level dub. Anyways, uh, man, what a podcast, dude. I wish, here's the problem with the podcast. I'll share with you guys. I tried to start earlier today and early I tried to start earlier today. I tried to start the podcast 20 minutes before I did and just difficulty after difficulty. And it wasn't the first time I, that had happened to me and I just worked through it. And it's interesting when stuff like that first happened to me. This is a recount. I know it's not episode 50, but I'm just like remembering how far I've come. It's so funny, bro, and or brah, and I don't really, it's funny, I was like, if anybody's listening to this right now, thank you, I appreciate it, uh, leave me a comment and tell me things to talk about, like Provo Kid, what are your thoughts on this, um, I don't know if I've ever looked at my reviews, which is another thing about podcasting, I know people check out their reviews and stuff, uh, never have, um, I d- like why? It's all you. <laughs> Who cares? And the the good news is this: whether they're good or bad, it's just more content and proof that people listen to the podcast. And uh, I would use whatever review I got as content. And it's nuts that anybody would. Again, this is my point. Why would you listen to my podcast and leave a negative review? Just don't listen to it and leave the review. But if you leave the review, it won't sound like you listen to it. So that's the problem. And uh, how do you – I could I could easily leave a review without listening to a podcast. That's not difficult. You just – yeah, that's easy. Um, but the people who do listen and then leave a review, God bless you. Ah, it's the worst because you go order food from someplace. They don't perform well, right? Like leaving a review makes sense. It's like, hey, guys, watch out. I went there and it was not good. But if you leave a review and you never listen to it, it's basically this. It's, 
hey guys, that's suspicious stuff over there. I don't know. Like, there's no, you got nothing. But I, I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. It's the Provo Kid. And I thought about being the Orem Kid, right? Because I was like, I lived in Orem for a little bit. I was like, well, if I'm the Orem Kid, I'm like also 10 other kids. Because I've lived in several places. So I was like, you got to be where you are. So as far as branding goes, everybody knows I'm the Provo Kid. And I'm not saying I'll ever stop being the Provo Kid. But I'm letting everybody know. The way this podcast is growing, I wouldn't be surprised if I just become like, can I Provo? Can I go? What, what, what's the capital? Salt Lake. I wouldn't live in Salt Lake. Fuck. I'd rather stay in Provo. All I'm saying is, don't be surprised. No, I'm not going to rebrand. I could never. I could never not be Provo Kid. But I, if I move to another city, I, I might have to. I was thinking about that today. The reason that's why I bring it up is like if the Provo Kid moved, would the Provo Kid rename himself? Because you can't be the Provo Kid if you don't live in Provo. Right? That's like they couldn't call me nor like as a country, they couldn't call me North Korea kid if unless I came from there. You know what I mean? Or lived there. That's kind of my thing. It's like you gotta be about it. So that's kind of even how I got the name. How to get the name? I was third eye hitter before this, and then was I something before? I think when I made the podcast, first made it, it was the third eye hitter podcast, and which has been good for me because all the it's been a permanent. Uh, what's it called? It's been a permanent staple in some of my followers who go back in my old content, I'm like, I get follows from people looking for third eye hitter. Like, are you third eye hitter? I'm like, no, I'm Provo kid. Now I knew third eye hitter. He was a good guy. And uh, why did I pick third eye hitter? Cause I was just thinking the podcast would connect with your third eye. I'd be a real hitter for it. But looking back, it's like, I didn't talk too many psych adult. Like there's no podcast title. Didn't make sense. Provo kid makes perfect sense. A lot of people don't even know I make a podcast though. That's the only problem. Uh, but I am the Provo Kid. This is the Provo Kid podcast. And I, like Provo Kid, where'd you get the idea for Provo Kid as a name? And it came from Sundance Kid, right? I worked at Sundance. And uh, there's a movie there. Not there, but kind of. With Robert Redford, and it's called Sundance. And Butch Cassidy, whatever, whatever, whatever. And also... There's a, another documentary and a show called Beaver Kid. So that really impacted me. When I saw Beaver Kid, a lot of people don't know this, but it changed my life. Um, I didn't start dressing in drag and singing Olivia Newton-John, but I, but I was tempted. In fact, I'm still thinking about making a performance uh, this, this week or next week. Uh, where I do, and I hate saying this because people are like, Provo Kid, what are you doing talking like that? But sneak peek, I've been talking about this for a while, personally amongst family and friends, but of dressing up like Olivia Newton-John, which means drag, I know, but it's for comedic purposes, and people say, you know the Illuminati does that to dehumanize and demasculinize, man. I know, but it's also a super high-level inside joke for people who have seen the movie, documentary, uh, Beaver Kid, and uh, if you don't, if you haven't seen that, you wouldn't understand why I would even be willing to wear a blue dress and a blonde wig and sing uh, Olivia Newton-John songs. But I'm uh, so close to doing it. And oh, guess what? Strictly hetero, as my friend Crystalia would say. And he's not really my friend uh, at all. He doesn't know me, but I listen to his podcast. And he's also the reason I li- I listen to his podcast because he's funny, and he's a solo caster. So I like solo cast podcasts. And Crystalia was real stern about uh, never having a guest on. And then I was gonna have my dad on, 
to talk uh, pedophilia, unfortunately, and like sexual abuse and like conspiracy and like, are there Satanists, Dad? Tell us all about it. And he's like, I already covered this in my last podcast because my dad worked at a prison and was a psychologist and he tried to rehabilitate people, blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, Dad, you worked with all these terrible people trying to help them. How many of them were Satanists? And my dad's like, one, maybe. It's like, really? It's not what the fucking internet thinks, Dad. The internet thinks all these bastards are uh, fucking Satanists. So, nope, they're everyone. I And he just rattled off a list of professions. He's like, they're this, they're this, they're this, they're this. He said, basically, uh, anybody you know could be uh, a sexual offender, Chance. Well, well, I'm provocate, but he called me Chance. So, really? That's fucking mind-blowing, right? So, I think there's probably... Here's my point in even bringing that up. Is I want to make this clear with the conspiracy community. When you think people are only one group, like, oh, the only people who abuse children are Satanists. That's not true. (laughs) What are you talking about, dude? Open your vision and include, uh, I guess, the whole spectrum, the whole gambit. Uh, You know, anyways, I just don't think it's all Satanists. You know, kidnapping and... uh, doing all these terrible things that uh uh, the whole q movement dude missed me because i like i saw that and you know what dude if you know me as a conspiracy theorist you know i'm a surveyor so like i saw that like takes too much time don't have the time don't care and even if you don't have the time to like look into it watching the movies or the the videos that people watch that break down the shit that are in the post it's like don't even have time for that it's like how much and I get it, right? I have a family. I'm an adult. I do things during the day. There's people with a lot of fucking time. So they can listen to a lot of shit. But me, personally, it's like, oh. There's rabbit holes I just can't afford to go down. You know what I mean? That's why I like conspiracy podcasts like Grand America or My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, Tenfold Hat, that aggregate uh, conspiracies. And you just get a kind of, it's like a front page of uh, conspiracies. So that's kind of the cool thing about those podcasts. Give, give them a check out. Um, and anyways, my dad turned down the, the opportunity to, because it really wasn't going to be that exciting of a conversation. Because uh, I wanted to say like, well, you know, I thought I really thought there was a cabal, you know, and uh, apparently there's not. Uh, at least not in Utah with the people my father worked with at the prison. But I really thought for a while, like, dude, they're all the same. They probably all know each other. But, no, oh, man, it's, uh, it's, uh, there are two, uh, for sure, Satanists to doing stuff like that. But uh, let's end the conversation on an uplifting note. Sorry about all that drama. <laughs> not drama, what would it be called? Uh depressing ass shit dude talking about some of this stuff but i had to get it i had to address it just because a lot of people think uh it's only satanist like it's not and i like to help correct uh the narrative where i can not that it's my responsibility either to just let people know that it's it's more than satanist abusing people but uh, i just would like that message to get across for some reason i don't know why uh, but I will say this. I was on a podcast last night, kind of, but it was more like a live Instagram thing. And, uh, I watched someone, uh, should I even say this? Someone did smoke DMT and I was, and they tried, here's what happened before they did it. You could hear them. They were talking and then. Right when they did the whole thing, like their communication broke up. And then once they were out of the trip, the communication got back. And I thought, wow, the human body frequencies can disrupt or uh, conspiracies, right? They can uh, deregulate maybe other vibrations from phones or Wi-Fi. And I thought, how fucking crazy is that, right? Like you can be around someone maybe and your phone signal doesn't work as well because they're in a DMT trip because their brain's like like just shooting out into the universe and collecting everything. And uh, I don't know, man. Apparently, 
the only thing I really got out of his DMT trip was like, you know, men and women need to learn how to work together. It was like, yeah, of course, dude. Fuck. But it was something more eloquent than that, but it was like, not men and women need to work together. It was like the male and female aspect. That's what it was. But uh, like I said, his communication was so chopped up. You just heard different things, and I really don't know what he was saying at all but it was interesting to know that you can ingest dmt i'd never seen it done ever it's it, i don't search that stuff either it's like oh it's funny like why would you watch someone get high that's also curious never been my thing but uh it was fun to watch and i do i guess i have seen like tiktoks where people are like high as fuck and they're acting out crazy and shit but I don't kind of search that stuff out. Uh, I will say this. I Did I talk about my TikTok and how they changed the algorithm? I think I did. Anyways, this podcast is coming to a close, dude. I'm always surprised I can get through an hour talking to myself. Uh, and people are like, why do you do it? It's fun. It's the... It's the uh, sorry for that. But it's the funnest thing I, I know how to do. Because video games provide uh, and I've played a lot of video games trust me they're fun I've played a lot of games uh, they provide a false sense of reinforcement and with this like you can play video games because you like to play them the problem is though they design those video games right uh, to prey upon your uh, psychology and I'm not down for that with podcasting, nobody's preying on my psychology. It's just me spending my time how I want. So that's why I like to do it. It's better than video games. And if you don't know that video games prey upon your psychology and your your spiritual and cycle, I love them. I still play when I can occasionally, like a game or two, just to connect to my childhood and relive some of those fun moments where like, Yo, it is fun to play games, right? Occasionally. But then, like, life is life, right? You got to do a bunch of other shit. So I spent way too much time when I was young playing video games. And it was allowed. It still is allowed for a lot of people. I'm completely against it in some sense. But I'm not like China, though, where they regulate your consumption. Uh, But at least China started to understand that the people making these games, these corporations were preying upon children's brains and that's kind of immoral, right? And that should be regulated and I wouldn't, I don't feel safe telling any parent how to raise their kid, right? But I will tell you that there are some things that are damaging to your child's health and future. And I don't give a fuck if you listen or not. It's your kid. It's your problems. And uh, most people don't give a fuck. And it's so funny, ah, dude, raising children. Maybe I'll get into that later. But, uh, man, sometimes I'm like, provo kid, provo kid, what's all this uh, animosity, negative energy? Is that what what I have the last couple, 20 minutes? Was it animosity or negative energy? What, you, what kind of energy was that? It, honestly, it really doesn't matter what energy was. It was just me making content. And sometimes I lose sight of that. Like I get self-analytical in the way I create things rather than just understanding that when you create something like this, it's kind of like art. And if you worry too much about the process or how it looks, like it's always fucked, right? Who gives a fuck the energy and whatever, dude? I'm just trying to fill up what's called uh, dead air. So I uh, apologize if anything was low frequency, but I had to clear the air. That's what I, I'm like, why did I think it's low frequency? <laughs> Cause I had to clear up the Satanism shit, brother. And, uh, but we're all good now. And glad I closed that circle. Uh, started the, that was fucking Mad Max Mirage. Started the podcast with hollow Hill. We're going to end the podcast again with hollow Hill. Um, and the reason why is because they're going to be in the studio tomorrow. So you're going to really, uh, I think, enjoy that. Um, they have two, a couple new songs out. We're going to play Sam Reimagined Part 2. God bless you all. Thank you for watching.
sorry, dude. Check out my Patreon. Check out Conspiracy Heroes. I got a lot of good shit lined up. I try to back out of this podcast way too quick because I realize I'm at the time limit. Like, once I get to 55 minutes, I'm ready to tap out. No, stay in. Hold tough. Talk a little bit longer. <laughs> Advertise. Um, got Hollow Hill in the studio tomorrow. Provo Shaman later this week. Hopefully, God willing. Um... Grimerica, Esoteric Eddie, Ryan Bledsoe coming up on some of these podcasts I got going. So I hope you all can check out some of those people. Big things coming, guys. And remember, this is all for fun. So if you don't, hey, if you're not having fun, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? People forget. Like, I have Socrates, those Mad Max runners. Socrates thought life is about happiness. Not, so I'm having fun. The right kind of fun. Not the kind of fun that... Uh, it's The fun that you have when you're a child. You know, like, oh, authentic. Anyways, God bless you all. Enjoy this sensational track. Bubba uh, Utah by Hollow Hill Sam. Okay. Well, you said nothing's ever gonna bring